Hey, this is John Orberg, and this is Passage to Wisdom, and it is the shank of the day. And I want to invite you to kind of, sort of, be fully in the present right now. And I'll say more about the kind of, sort of, while we go along. Shank of the day is an expression my grandmother used to use. She lived with us when I was growing up. She was a wonderful person that brought a lot of joy. And when it was getting towards twilight, and the work of the day was done, and it was time to eat and slow down and enjoy. She would always call that the shank of the day. I don't know why. When I started doing um, videos and stuff years ago, people that work in cinematography talk about the, the last hour of the day, of daylight, as the golden hour. Because they say that's a time when, um, as the sun is getting close to set, and the rays have to cut through the atmosphere. There's a kind of a golden hue to it that makes everything skin tones, everything else just beautiful. And there's a moment right now where I don't know if you can hear, but birds are singing. I literally had somebody ask me this the other day because they've noticed birds sometimes in these videos and they want to know, is somebody splicing in bird sounds? Like, do we have recordings of birds that we're uh, actually adding as a little tech bonus to this. No, these are actual birds. Like, I would not do that. These are real life. God made them. God prompts them to sing birds, singing in the shank of the day. And of course, the miracle of time is the way that eternity uh, intersects with this moment right here. If I'm going to meet with God, it will have to be in this moment. So right now, let go of everything that you have to worry about what's coming up in the future or that shouldn't have happened in the past and be fully present right now. I was thinking about this today. I started out this morning in Northern California. I dropped Baxter off at Johnny's and then I was coming down to Southern California and I went down Big Sur. Uh, if you don't know it, Big Sur is a stretch of coast from uh, a bit south of Monterey Carmel for 60 or 70 miles until you get down to Hearst Castle, where it's these enormous, spectacular, breathtaking bluffs that crash down into the ocean. And you have to drive quite slowly around hairpin curves. And at each point, you're given another glimpse of the magnificence of the ocean and the earth plunging down towards it that is very, very soulful. That's why Est, if you've ever heard of Est, is right in the middle of Big Sur. There's something that evokes a very profoundly spiritual sense of life when you drive it. And it is my favorite drive. I grew up in Rockford, and I will always love Rockford. There'll always be a home to the greenness and cornfields. But then there's a kind of mystery and magic to ocean and mountains. And so I decided I, I really want to go to Big Sur. And... I left Johnny's place and I got to Big Sur and then the strangest thing happened while I was driving along Big Sur, there was somebody in front of me because again, it's a hard place with lots of curves for people to go very fast and I thought, I bet I can get past this guy. I'll bet there's going to be a place coming up pretty soon where I'll be able to pass him and go faster. And then I found myself occasionally looking at the clock and thinking, well, let's see, I left the house this morning about seven o'clock. What kind of a time am I making? Am I making good time? And all of a sudden it struck me 
I had been uh, expending all this effort to get to Big Sur, and now I was just trying to get through Big Sur. I had wanted to get to it, and now it was just something to get through. And I thought, how often do I approach my life that way? This is the moment right here that I want to get to. But I treat it as something to get through. Stand in this line, run this errand, complete this task, write this email, get this done, get through it, get through it, get through it. To get to what? To get to what? My whole purpose that I had been to get to Big Sur, but I was on such autopilot. Every moment is a moment to get to because every moment is a moment where God is. Every moment is or can be the shank of the day. Kind of, sort of. Old Uncle Screwtape is writing about how it is the plan of the evil one, the plan of hell, to draw us away from this moment because this moment is where we meet God. Here's what Screwtape writes. He, God, does not want men to give the future their hearts to place their treasure in it. We do. His ideal is a man, person, Lewis generally says man, way back then, who having worked all day for the good of posterity, if that is their vocation, washes their mind of the whole subject, commits the issue to heaven, God's in charge of outcomes, and returns at once to the patience or gratitude demanded by the moment that is passing over them. Each moment has a little demand. Get to, get to, get to. But we want a person hag-ridden by the future, haunted by visions of an imminent heaven or hell upon earth, ready to break the enemy's commands in the present. If by doing so we make him think he can attain the one or avert the other, dependent for his faith on the success or failure of schemes whose end he will not live to see, we want a whole race perpetually in pursuit of the rainbow's end, never honest, nor kind, nor happy now, but always using as mere fuel wherewith to heap the altar of the future every real gift which is offered them in the present. So, we live in this moment. Now, you hear that all the time. There is a little caveat. One of the most common commands in the Bible is to remember because the past is a key part of us. One of the most common commands in the Bible is to hope because the future lies before us. There's a philosopher, Sokolowski, who writes about how um, our time, when you think about our experience, our consciousness, our awareness of time, in fact, always includes a tiny little bit of the past and a tiny little bit of the future. We're created that way. We sometimes think that consciousness must be kind of like a movie where you just have one cell and then another cell and then another cell and they just go by so fast that they blend together. But he says that's not true because part of what we have is a sense of duration that we would not have if it was just a series of cells so that there's this sense of flow. And as we flow continually, we're aware of we're leaving a past moment. And then there's this constant anticipation of the future. And we were designed by God 
to remember the past with gratitude. And so that remembering is a part of what we're called to do. And a part of living in this present sometime is to remember the past, not to wish that I could erase it, not to regret it in that sense, to accept it, for I cannot change it. And so I embrace and accept the past. I had an old teacher, Ian Pitt Watson, and he said, when you remember something, if you do it right, what was past once before becomes present once again. And that's why in the Bible we're told over and over again to remember God and especially to remember Jesus, to remember his sacrifice at the table. And then also in every moment there's a tiny, tiny, tiny little thread that is pulling us into the future. Human consciousness, Dallas Willard used to say, is arranged such that it demands a projected future. However old you are, however near death might be, our consciousness demands it, and we cannot pretend it is not so. There's a whole genre of very clever philosophical cartoons that reflect on mortality using fruit flies. And one of them has a doctor fruit fly and a young little fruit fly in a hospital bed, and then a mother, and the, um, the mother asks the doctor, how long does my son have to live? And the doctor says, your son has 24 hours. And then the mother says, oh, thank you, doctor, thank you. Because if you're a fruit fly, 24 hours is it. And we reflect on the absurdity of a fruit fly thinking 24 hours is enough. But I'll tell you a little hint. 70 years is not enough either. Nor 80, nor 90. Nor... God has set eternity in the hearts of man. And so I live now in the beauty of this moment, in the splendor of right now, in the shank of the day. Right now, let go of the burden of the past. Stop resisting what happened and simply accept it as something that God can and will redeem. Remember, remember. And then reflect on the fact that you have a future. Whatever your health is, whatever loss you're facing, you have a future forever with God. And therefore, today, right now, live now. Live this miracle. This is the shank of the day. Have a really good one. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word become to the number 56525 or invite a friend by sharing the link becomenew.me.